welcome to another episode of Consider This. Today we are going to be uh, talking about something that we've been we've been practicing more regularly, and that is not just praying, but praying together as a church, and not just praying together as a church, but together on Sunday in our worship time. And so that's going to be our focus for this morning. I have in the studio with me, um, if you're not watching, um, our our uh, I don't know what is it called, Steve. Is it a vodcast? Is it a? It is a vodcast. Okay, we'll go from that. Our sound engineer, Steve Rodway, told us what it was. Um, I just know I pick it up on Facebook. But uh, we've got in the studio today uh, Justin Ebert, who works in our high school area, as well as um, Morgan, who does the same. Both of them working with the discipleship of our young, uh, young women and young men. And then we've got Drew, uh, one of our college pastors, who is with us. And then I am here as well. And I'll be leading our discussion, so let's just jump straight into it. Our first question, um, kind of around this topic about our corporate prayer emphasis that we've uh, we've talked about, is um, why are we praying more regularly? I'm going to ask Drew if you wouldn't yeah. mind just kind of sharing kind of how this came about, how this conviction came about. So why are we doing that more often together on our in our Sunday morning worship? Yeah, the way it uh, the way it kind of first came uh, came to my attention. I, we were we had had a, a thing a, a about a month ago or, or more when, when the stuff took place in Charlottesville with yep. all the protests, we had a big conversation about, A, do we address this in our church service, and, and B, how do we do that? And Which we do that regularly yeah. when there's events that are happening. Yep. Yeah, and, and so trying to think through, how, like we, we want to, when things are being talked about, we want to, if, if it's becoming a big issue in the world around us, we want to help our people, walk our people through, this is how we think about these things, this is how we... Um, address these or pray about these things, and yet we don't want to chase every topic that comes up. And so, would you explain why? Yeah, like why don't we want to? I mean, because I think people are going to hear that and they're going to say, "Really?" Like, you know, significant events like Charlottesville or significant events like Las Vegas. Like, why wouldn't we want to talk about those every week? So, yeah. just before we jump into the rest of this, I just think, yeah, I think you need to explain maybe some of the downside of that that quickly. Yeah. And we almost, we almost did a whole podcast because there's, there was a whole lot of thinking that went into this and how we kind of, what do we address and what don't we address and when and why and all those things. And, um, but you know, one of the reasons we don't want to address every week is because, um, in, in the world we live in, and I'm not just talking about America, but the, the broken world we live in, we could do that every, I mean, there are disasters and there are, um, terrible acts of violence, and there are hate-filled things that take place every week, and we could just be standing up just reading a newspaper every week yeah. and talking about it, right? And and we don't want to take our eyes off of the core truths that we think speak to every one of those disasters, Good. which is the truth of the gospel and who Jesus is. And if we, if we you know, take less of our time to teach and talk about God's word and, and more time talking about current events, we undercut our okay. ability to even address those events. Okay. You know? yep. That's, so, yeah, no, I totally agree. I just, I, I think a lot of people, wow, but the gospel's got to make a direct impact. Why yeah. don't we do that every week? And I think it's good for our people to hear yeah. kind of the bigger picture. So, so, so then why, why praying? Well, I remember reading, Trevin Wax had an article on Gospel Coalition about how, how do you deal with issues like Charlottesville or like police shootings or how do you talk through those things? And, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I started reading through his article. And one of the things he said is our church has a natural place to work through these things because we have a time of corporate prayer every every Sunday. And my first thought was, man, that's that's cool. That's a natural fit. And my second thought was, no, wait just a second. Just the idea of corporate prayer every Sunday <laughs> is cool. Regardless yeah, of what's yeah. happening, that makes sense. And and I felt kind of silly that 
I don't know that that felt, it's not like we don't pray on Sundays, but it's usually somebody praying during communion or praying during the sermon or whatever. We don't have like a time where the body prays and, uh, and which just honestly, it, it makes sense because that's what church ought to do, but it makes sure. sense. Our, our movement specifically always tries to make a big deal out of following the pattern in Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to, and that's one of the reasons we we stress baptism. That's one of the reasons we take the Lord's Supper every week. Uh, one of the things we see them do over and over again in, in the book of Acts is praying together when they come together. And it was one of those things when we started talking about it, it's like, why? Why have we not been doing this regularly? Why have we not been coming together to to pray together? Um, and so that really did that, that. That really sparked it for me, at least. So. Cool, cool. Um, so on the on the bigger issue of prayer, you know, and I think this is here, here's what it applies. We're not. I don't think we're switching topics or, or direction. Um, I think there's a big misunderstanding that exists in the world. Um, where, hey, the, the best way to pray, or even actually the best way to do anything, is just in its most relaxed, organic, natural type state, um, which is very interesting because when we travel to Israel, our guide will actually tell us um, that that's not the Jewish mindset. The Jewish mindset is a far more intentional God-honoring. So it's not, uh, not, not that it doesn't come from the heart, but they actually believe that to communicate with God is actually a very important, it's a very uh, critical time. And so it's not just about being genuine and real and just letting it flow as much as it is kind of coming together, even as the body. To just throw up a prayer is something that kind of freaks them out a little bit. So bigger picture, um, is there a right way or a wrong way to pray, um, specifically uh, individually and then also as a, as a congregation? So, yes. Justin, do you want to talk? You, there is a right way and a wrong way? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Jesus teaches that. He gives an example of... Uh, a religious leader during their time going into the temple and making sure everyone stood and heard him praying these great things. I'm, I'm so thankful to God that I'm not like this tax collector. And then the tax collector is praying a very humble prayer like, hey, God, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying right there, like, hey, prayer's not about, like, you making your name great in front of people. And it probably is more about us humbling ourselves before God and acknowledging who God is. He also teaches on prayer to the disciples, which I think is kind of an interesting correlation with us because somebody could read that and at first reading be like, well, maybe we shouldn't pray during church because we don't want people to focus on us and think our prayers make us seem more righteous than other people. Sure, sure, sure. And so I get that, but at the same time, it's not what we're doing, right? Morgan, I think you're going to talk a little bit on some of this like teaching prayer yeah. um, on, in, in Sunday morning experience, um, but getting the congregation to engage in the service where sometimes it can seem very um, one-directional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a preacher who speaks to us. We have a worship band who plays for us, and it can a narrator who speaks to us, right? And then this prayer time, we get to join in together and have a unified prayer to God, and w- is where I see Acts 2 coming in, mm-hmm. that they came together um, not only under the apostles' teaching, um, where is it, Acts 2.42, not only to fellowship, not only to break bread or do communion, but also to pray. Yeah. Right, and so that's a very key part that we want to be part of, and we do want to do it well—not for our own name, not to be haughty, but sure. to lift up God and to come before Him with our, our requests and our needs. So then, you know, to go back, just in case somebody is is, is connecting the dots and, and makes a, a a jump that we're not intending. So Drew is not saying, or Drew, you can address this if I'm somehow wrong, but you're not saying, hey, you know, we 
we need these announcements, these cultural announcements we need to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we also probably should pray. So, you know, we're, we're always kind of pressed on time. Morgan likes to remind us every week, hey, we went one minute over, <laughs> we went five minutes over, we went 10 minutes you're over. Welcome, Sunny Brooke. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Morgan's the one watching the clock. Um, but, you know, it's it's very interesting. We're, that's not where it come from, yeah. right? It wasn't Morgan's suggestion, hey, guys, we need to. No, it wasn't. It was all of us together saying, hey, listen, we need to pray and we need to address this. So we're not trying to combine them to save time. Yes, yeah, We're not trying true. to multitask when we yeah. do this. So, you know. It's more of a natural overflow of <clears throat> we are coming before the God who can actually have a lot more to do with what's happening in the world than yeah. maybe I can. Yeah. And prayer is our participation in that at one level. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not an excuse to not get our hands dirty, right? That's the excuse people want to place on Christians. Well, you guys just don't want to get your hands dirty, so you're just going to talk about the Bible and you're going to have thoughts and prayers, right? Yeah. That's that's the that's the shoot down toward it. We've you know we've specifically even said in our thing we do we do not want our prayer time to only be about events that are going on in the world sure, sure. for the same reason that we don't want to just stand up and address those. Right? We yeah. we believe that God cares about those things, but He's about something bigger than just things that are popping up in different parts of the world. And and we want to be we want to regularly be praying about things that are bigger than that. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, so it's not just for current events and stuff, but. Okay. So right way to wrong way to pray. Um, uh, you know, this might be a, not a bad time to talk about. So then uh, how would you, how would you kind of link together? And, you know, this kind of leads back to, uh, or leads to our actual, to our next question. Um, how, how, how does like individual prayer, that which we hopefully all do on a regular basis, and then corporate prayer, like how do those actually mix together and kind of as a, as kind of a springboard from that, then how do you believe that this is going to help us pray better together as a congregation? And whenever I think about this, I, I literally think about Jim and Andrea, and I think about Jim, and I think about us as a staff, and then I think about us as an eldership that meets corporately every Wednesday or over the first month, first Wednesday of every month to just pray for the church. That's all we do. We don't mm-hmm. do business stuff. We just get on our while well, we sit down. Um, we get on our knees. Uh, some, sometimes we do that and we and we pray. Okay. So how how does this, how does the the corporate worship, how does it mix in with individual worship? And then how does it teach us as a congregation, individually and corporately, maybe to pray better? Someone want to take a shot, Morgan? Yep. Take a shot at that? Yep. So I it's kind of this is a perfect way to go from what Justin was talking about and Drew was talking about to this next idea because um we are we really like to emphasize kind of like Drew was saying it's the it's about the gospel. Um we actually as a staff we just got to go to this retreat and we were talking about pre one of the guys that was teaching us was talking about preaching and he talked about how we need to make sure that we are preaching the gospel not the implications of the gospel. Um not that the implications are wrong, <laughs> just that the gospel needs to be what's emphasized and sure. what's preached the most boldly. Sure. So whenever we think about that, that's why Drew was saying we don't just go up and we don't just pray for current events because that's not what we, our emphasis wants to be on God, who he is, his character, what he has done, um, his call to us to action um, and his, the implications that that has in the world is really important, but it's not as important as him. And so, um, that's kind of why we want to help. We want to use this time not only to worship the Lord and to talk to the Lord together, but also as a time that our minds are being shaped to understanding the right ways to think about things. Um, we talk a lot at Sunnybrook about discipleship, and I think this is a really important way that we help um, discipleship take place on a Sunday morning yep. is that you're 
we talk about repent and believe, the Lord transforming our minds to becoming more like the mind of Christ and our um, ideas. I think in a lot of ways we need to we need to take um, things that are happening in this world and we, make, we need to make sure that we're thinking about them rightly. We need to take um, the attributes of God and who God is and make sure we're thinking about him rightly so that way we can worship him rightly. Um, and this is one way that we do that. I have a... Um, I have a son who didn't come to live with me until he was 11, and so I walk into elementary, and most parents walk in when their kid's in kindergarten, but my son was in fifth grade, and in the in the office, it had this quote that said, um, children learn to read on the laps of their parents. That's what it said. Well, it just so happens that my son, who was a fifth grader, didn't yet know how to read because he hadn't been taught that, and I was trying to understand, okay, so there's this idea of teaching you how to put words together. Um, but then there's also what, what it's getting at there is you don't know how to do it until you watch other people do it and you hear other people do it. And there's an important part to that. And so if I, whenever I was teaching my son to read, as a fifth grader, it's like all the words went together. He wasn't paying attention to punctuation. He wasn't paying attention to inflection. That This is a question. Like kids that know how to do that have parents that they've heard tell stories, that they've heard um, have different voices for different characters. They've heard them do that. And I think prayer, there's a similarity with in anything that we do, but in the same way, it's good for me to hear someone else that might, especially I think, um, that might be even more mature than I am in their faith, um, up in front of me praying. It challenges me in the way that I pray and the way that I talk to the Lord, and the way that I address God. I mean, you have people who always address him as Father. You have people that always address him as Yahweh. You have people that always address him as Lord. And I think it's good for me to be reminded that he is bigger than my little mind can understand. Yeah. And so I don't just want, we talked about this in the What About Prayer podcast, but I don't want my prayers to the Lord just to be self-generated from Morgan. And so ways that I that I make sure that they're not is I look to the word and I want to pray through prayers that script pray through scripture and then also really helps me to hear the body pray um, it helps me um, expand my understanding of what it means to communicate with the Lord and so there's this for me there is this repent and believe moment that happens in our corporate prayer time um, because it helps me I'm, I'm having to think I can't just check out Whenever the person's up there praying, that would be very easy to do, but I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to be a part of this and pray with the body. And as I'm doing that, I can feel like my mind is, is being transformed as well to thinking different thoughts, thinking true thoughts about the Lord and thinking um, maybe different thoughts than I have. Um, and then being able to address him and worship him and um, sit under his teaching in a different mindset. And so those are all, I think, really healthy things. And so that happens actually. Then, so what you're describing is is a um, we're we're not just spending this time. And again, it's, it's, please don't hear this about multitasking. That's not what Morgan is describing. She's actually describing more of a um, a natural and relational way in which we we do discipleship. So as Morgan is praying about whatever, I'm not only thinking through um, and 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 joining alongside my sister as we voice these ideas to God, she is actually giving me a picture of God and a picture of these problems and a picture of God over these problems as I'm thinking through this, which then begins to transform my thinking about God and those problems. Yes. And again, and, and by the way, and then God gets to do whatever 
the goodness of our God decides to do. And so hear me, we're not talking about this is just us forming ourselves. We're not saying that, we're, but we are talking about coming together. And I, I think it's good for us to hear that, that you're not just listening. Ryan, I thought, did a great job praying. I mean, all of you guys have done a great job kind of leading us through this. Um, but I just was, um, you know, Ryan's was the most recent. So as he is communicating this, he's helping me think about right, rightly about God and rightly about our problems and rightly about God's interaction with our problems. And he is, and he's still leaving it. I mean, there's a wisdom in our prayer to leave it to God. Like we bring this to you and we leave this to you. That's a right idea, right? So we're not here to well, fix. And it wasn't just, it's not just that he is giving me a right way when I've, like, I've been praying true things to the Lord, and I think it's been um, pure and it has been right, but it's different. His, yeah, his, sure. He is, Ryan is different, and his, um, and it helps me. Like, I don't want to be, it's that idea of being self generated. I don't want it just to be, like, I want to be shaped. Um, to understanding more fully who God is. And I think we do that a lot of times. That happens through the body. We yeah. talk about the word of God, the spirit of God, and the Pe- body, yeah, the, the people, people of God. God. And so I just think that's an important part. Well, and I, I, I'll, I'll credit my good buddy here, uh, Drew from Portlandia, if you noticed my yeah. uh, my tweet yesterday. Good seeing you yesterday, brother. And you're you're still sporting the— I'm hanging, I'm hanging on. We haven't, uh, we haven't gotten back up to the 70s or 80s oh, yet. I just Drew and I will be at the Gap later on today, <laughs> uh, and Old Navy. Either you uh, can ask I, you can ask my wife. Yesterday I woke up, it was cool, and I just yelled out "Flannel Day!" <laughs> so excited. So, but I mean, I want to I want to credit you for more than just great fashion sense. Okay, um, I, I I've thought a lot about this. You have shaped how we pray, and 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 maybe you know, we tease you about this for a while. But I think we tease you because we love you and because how much we respect you. So if you remember when you first came here, so we would say it's time to pray. And Drew, would you like to pray? And this yeah. is how Drew, yes, I'll, I'll pray. And then there was just what? Steve? Silence. Silence. <laughs> and he would just wait. And so it, and we're all kind of one eye in him, you know, trying to, is, is he going to pray? And he just had this, I'm going to wait for a second. Like, I'm going to calm myself. That, I do that now. And again, to God be the glory, but to Drew of Portlandia, I, I say thank you. Um, it really is. It, like it shaped how I pray. And so now when I do that, whenever you hear me just kind of just stop and breathe and gather myself a little bit, it's because of something that you taught me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's exactly what Morgan is talking about. And that's, that's kind of what we're saying, too, is that there are a lot of people in our congregation. I, I would say everybody, if I were to say, the most important thing you can do, they'd go pray. Okay, great. Yeah. Now, is that what's happening? And the answer is no. And one of the reasons why is we're not modeling it. Uh-huh. And so, again, we're not just doing it for that, but that becomes one more great, great, great yeah. benefit. Drew, you're chomping at the bit on this, it seems like. Oh, I was just I was just thinking, like, I, I know the reason. First. I know that. <laughs> the reason I do that, and, it, and by the way, pausing hasn't just solved it for me. Sure. But is my tendency, especially when I pray in front of people, to pray mindlessly, to charge into to think more about how these words hit the ears of my listeners than hit the ears of God, you know? And, mm. uh, and so, man, that's a good, uh, you know, I have that, I have that tendency. And like I said, I wish I could say, because I pause, that never happens anymore, but that, I, I have to do those things for that reason. You know, my kids taught me something one time. I mean, it was Maxwell and he was praying and just 
I don't, you know, I don't know, mindlessly, five-year-oldly, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, which is close to mindlessly, and so he's just, <laughs> it's just this, this constant stream of of cognitive knowledge just yeah. pouring out of him, and but and he was praying, and when he was done, I mean, it was kind of like we had no idea who he was even talking to, and so Matthew <laughs> actually said that he goes, Max, who are you talking to, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting is that we we do forget that we do yeah. forget like as I as I pray here, um, I'm not actually praying to Justin or to Drew or to mm. Steve or to Morgan. I'm actually praying to God, but I'm praying with my brothers and my sister. Yeah. And it's good to remember that. It's it's good to it's good to recognize that. So we've we've talked about Morgan did a good job kind of describing some of the some of the benefits. What are some of the concerns? I'm going to begin with you, Morgan, again. Like if if there's this incredible benefit, you know, and I hope as parents you're thinking, wow, like maybe I can learn to pray better by paying better attention as I am joining with Morgan, who's leading the congregation on Sunday, blah, 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 right? So, and then I'm going to pray better when I go home as I, orange, disciple my children. So that's one thing that would be a wonderful benefit. want you to want to challenge you as a congregation to think through that, to be intentional about that. What, what are some of the concerns that we have? Because we've talked about this. We, we, we don't want some things to happen. We're, we don't want some people to misunderstand or to misapply some things. What are those, Morgan, some of those? Well, I can think of three things. We don't want... Um, we don't want, just like any other thing that we do every week, it to become just mundane. Um, we, so in, in as, a, as a second to that, um, we talked about a danger yesterday, which is we, this is something that we are doing together with one another. And so we don't want people to just be um, checking out. Yeah. So we don't want you, just like in communion, we don't want you, whenever it's, it's quiet before someone, before someone generally prays, after they've kind of given a little charge, mm-hmm. um, that's not a time for you just to start thinking about other things. And um, we can want say, you to focus. Go ahead. Can I say real quick on that? It's, I think this is kind of parallel even. I, I get, I mentioned we do communion and Lord's Supper every week. And whenever I talk to people from churches that don't practice that, mm-hmm. yeah. almost always, the question I get is, doesn't that make it like less special right. when you do that every week? Doesn't right. that the routine of that, you know, um, which there's, there, there is a genuine concern there. We have to, you know, <laughs> but I don't, it's the same as like, you know, you could say the same for um, talking with your kids every day. Yeah. Or taking your wife on regular dates, or having mealtime together. Well, but in the worship context, you could apply it. This singing. is why. Yes, you could apply it to singing. You could yeah. apply it to preaching. You could apply it to offering. offering. You could apply it to prayer. Yes. And and my and so the point is, is that when I think about that, it's it's like even my first thought was, you know, when you said, "Hey, I really think we need to start doing this." It's like I knew the answer had to be yes. I think all of us, right, in this in our in our worship arts meeting, we're all going, okay, how do we say no to Drew on we should pray together every Sunday? But then as I began to think about it, my first thought was, oh my goodness, I don't want this to. And then I thought, wow, that is so not our attitude about singing and communion yeah. and, and the breaking of the word. Yes. So we're not, we don't do that there. So then you're you're right. Yeah. And I, so, I, but I think. It's one of those things where we go, yeah, just because it can be doesn't mean we keep ourselves from it. But to your point, Morgan, it really, that is a concern we have had and we've yes. talked through. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then the other thing I think that we've talked about, and, and a little bit of that is why I think we have different people up there doing, doing it, this, this next idea is we don't want you to come away and just, just copy the way someone yeah. prays yep. because you think it sounds better or it sounds more intelligent or it whatever. Mm-hmm. We really do... We don't want to speak. If I hope you know this, if like Vincent Ryan Vincent is the one that that um, 
prayed last week. Are you going to caution us about something? I'm not. <laughs> okay. But he, he, um, he, there are words he used in his prayer that I might not have even known. You know, but I'm like, I don't. And he does this all, a lot because he's just really smart. In fact, there are sometimes he uses words I know, but whenever he's saying them, I'm not sure I know them anymore <laughs> because he just like, like, I mean, something very basic. Like he could say I had supper with Matthew and Rachel yesterday and he could, I had supper <laughs> with Matthew and Rachel. And I'm like, I don't think I have supper the same way. <laughs> so you know, that supper sounded really that important. That supper sounded Man. really important. But I hope you know that, that, um, Ryan's heart is not to be over my head or for me to, he wants me to be able to engage in this prayer with him to the Lord for Las Vegas or for whatever's going on or, or to help me focus on who God is. Sure. Um, but, um, so it's not just for me to, I guess like he's not trying to be above what we're, what we're doing, but he has a, this is him being him. Like he, he's not just using these words to impress me or impressed kind of like Drew was saying, it's not for for the hearers as much as it is for the Lord. Um, and it does challenge me to think, because there's sometimes that I do, I come away and I go, I need to have a higher view of God than I do. Yeah. And Ryan Vincent teaches me that because yeah. he has a very high view of God. And then I hear someone else pray and I think, I need to be able to help lead our people in a better way by the words I use instead of just, instead of using these other, and, and I learn that. And so I... Um, I just think that a danger would be to come away and thinking that's the only way to do it and that's how I should do it and I do it wrongly um, if you don't. Like, I just think it's it's something to wrestle with. You might be praying wrongly. You might be, it might just be about you. It might not be about submitting your thoughts to the Lord and and, and your life being transformed by him and worshiping him. But, um, but I think sometimes we uh, can look to, uh, I want to say this the right way, I think it's okay to look to ministers and for for leadership to, to model to model. <laughs> I just think it can be dangerous if they become they can become almost like an idol. Sure. And I don't. I wouldn't want you to pray like Vincent because you think Vincent's awesome. I would hope that you would understand that what he's trying to get across is that God is awesome. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of I guess. Yeah. No. Those are some. Those are some very real concerns yeah. that we have. Justin. What else? I feel like it's important to always remember that prayer is like multifaceted, okay? So we're coming at some level, as if we're not in the presence of God now, but we're coming before the presence of God, like before the throne of God in a way that like we are humbling ourselves, like we are on holy ground and there's this intersection, right? There's this intersection between the physical and the spiritual, between the mundane and the extraordinary. There's uh, even an intersection between like childlike words and deep, infinite very complex words, like where our heart and our mind is intersecting with the Word of God and this, this. I mean, Matt Proctor calls it this thin place yeah. where yeah. what we understand is the world is intersection intersecting with God. And that, that is always important for us to remember. And so, yeah, sometimes our prayers are simple, like a five-year-old, and sometimes our prayers are deep, like a theologian. And that's okay. And sometimes we do just quote the Lord's Prayer. And sometimes we just read through and pray through a psalm. Sometimes we um, have a prayer and response. Sometimes we're just going to ask you to be in silence and praying yourself. And it's going to look different each yeah, week. And so good. I think that's something you've yeah. seen with Drew and with me and with Ryan, is that all these things, 
we've got some Something ears. Um, we all lost, just different. lost our left ears. We <laughs> left so. ear problems. Okay. 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 Sorry. Something um, happened in the studio, but uh, Steve said everything is fine. So cool. go ahead. Yeah. So just that reminder that it is going to be multifaceted and to remember the depth and uh, the importance of prayer and how it is simultaneously very deep, and yet God also wants you to be doing it in the mundane, right? We, we're worried about it becoming too mundane, and yet prayer is something we have to have in the midst of the mundane of everyday life. Yeah, you know, and I, I guess that really is our heart. Our heart is that we want our people to commune, to communicate with God. We want them to know the richness um, that I have learned from people, many of them now long gone. Uh, I remember there was an elder uh, in my uh, one of my very first ministries. His name was Bud, Bud Doss. And Bud would, he had this kind of like squeaky voice. He was this you know farm guy out in the field all the time. And he had this really squeaky voice. And he was an elder at the church. And then whenever he would pray, our father, he had this real deep voice. Now, some people would come along and go, you know, that's not real. Bud was supposed to have this squeaky voice. But what he was doing, like Don Duelt, um, who would, in, in his formal prayer time, would, would get up and shave and shower and put on a suit and then enter into the presence of God in prayer. Um, going back to a little bit what Morgan said, um, there is something – Don never said everybody needs to do this. He didn't say, look at me. I'm better than everybody else. But we all bring our own – you know, our own convictions. We all bring our own understanding of who God is. Ryan brings his and Morgan brings hers. Um, Don Duelt brings his, Bud Doss brings his. And it's good for us to appreciate and to learn from, you know, the different ways in which people are trying to reverently come before God in his goodness and respond. And we, we see this throughout the scriptures, God honoring the prayers of his people as they eagerly and like genuineness is still always good yeah just never be genuinely bad and think god's okay with that genuine repentance god is always for that genuine like that is a genuine humility god is always for but genuine arrogance just meets a very genuinely divinely wrathful god yeah you know so justin it seems like you're i I do have one, one thing that you know one of the concerns i do have is that this would more more than just mindless but that we would forget that we do these things because we because we believe what Jesus says when he says, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, you know, a father, as far as we love to give gifts to our ki- kids, how much more God to us, you know, it can be easy sometimes to say things like, man, there's a shooting in Vegas, let's remember Vegas in our prayers. And that's kind of what things become rather than us really truly believing that we're calling out to God Mm. and because of that he's going to enable his people in Las Vegas the churches to do real gospel ministry and to love people better because we do that and I really do that sometimes I that's one thing I get concerned about is is if if we will as a church truly believe that this is one of the more important things we could do for Stillwater and for our community is come and honestly ask God to move and do work um, to advance his kingdom through us, that that, 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 that 10 minute time, five minute time, whatever that ends up becoming on Sunday mornings becomes a really important part of the mission and ministry of this church. You know, I just, I hope that that sticks with us. Yes. And that's why I hope that we're willing to sacrifice sermon time and lunch time and uh, singing time. And, you know, I mean, to just, to say, yeah, like this is not just, something we're moving through. And again, I don't even know if the if the apostles were real keen on the most important thing you can I get this in missionary yeah. letters, right? The most important thing you can do for me is 
I don't know. I mean, give, pray, uh, you know, encourage. The Apostle Paul doesn't quite talk like that, you know? Prayer was a very natural part. That's why he begins his letters with, these are my prayers for you. And he begins to rattle off tons of things. And and every book has like a different list of prayers. And I love the depth and the variety that we can learn from the Apostle Paul. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Well, we're, we're near the end. Um, and I told you guys I had a little bit of a surprise because I, 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 it's fun hearing our people. <laughs> it's fun hearing our, I don't know that song. Um, it's fun hearing our people um, talk about what they enjoy about this podcast and a lot of what i've heard from people is i just i really it really gives me an insight into you guys um it helps me to understand morgan a little bit better i just love you know hearing her not in a formal teaching sense but you know just just kind of interacting with one another Mm -hmm. and so i think it's good for us to to kind of open up a little bit so I, i would love to know what you want our people to know and i'll go first i'll give you a second okay tell something about your prayer life that you would like our people to know about you Something about your prayer life that you want our people to know about you. Um, and I'll go first. I'll do, do it quickly. Um, is that I pray um, not just naturally, but going back to what Drew said, I'm concerned about statements like, you're in my thoughts and prayers. Yep. Um, I want you to know um, that to the best of my ability, I, uh, I, I, and I think I've almost gotten rid of this. I had an example of this in my life. J.K. Jones, a, a former mentor of mine, um, would, would say, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and then would, would open up his day timer and, and, and right in front of me and would kind of schedule it in. And I thought, wow, he actually means that. That's not, hey, good luck. Like, he means it. I'm going to pray for you at 10 o'clock on Sunday when you're preaching. He means that. Um, and so when I say I'm praying for you, I mean it. And, he, and sometimes here's what happens. I'll have a thought about, say, Morgan, and I'll just think, man, I'm, I want to pray for her. Uh, and, and, and kind of what her ministry right now. And I'm, and I'm kind of thinking, kind of praying, but I'm not really praying. And so before I send it, I, I sometimes will pull my car off or I'll, or I'll, I'll, I'll write the, the, the text and then I'll stop and then I'll pray. <laughs> and then I, cause I won't do it and I won't send it until I've done it. And that, that's a personal thing. Um, so when I say that I have prayed for you, that's not, I've thought about you. That's it's, it's, it's different. It really is. I have stopped other things, and I have gone before the throne of God, and I have lifted up you and your situation to the best of my ability, to the goodness of God. So um, that's what I that's what I, I try to do. I don't know if I can say every single 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 time, but yeah. I think it's pretty close now because I don't want to have to happen. You know, I don't want it to be thoughts and prayers. Yep. I want it to be no. I I talked to God about you today. Um, and you I want believe to, there's something to that. Yeah, I, I believe there's. Yeah, I believe everything to that. Yeah, no, that's good. So who wants to go next? I'll go. Go, Justin. Um, for me, and this hopefully uh, is more of a moment of self. What is what is Doctor Mark Scott's dissertation? Yeah, self disclosure. Self disclosure. Um, then, like a poor me, is that I can get into cycles where it's easy for me not to pray where it's easier for me to just go throughout my day, go throughout the rhythms of life on my own mental ability, my own strength, and just realize I have not gone before God intentionally in days. And that worries me. Like that, yeah. Hopefully you don't hear that and I'm like, oh, thank goodness someone else is like that. Hopefully you hear that and like, <laughs> crud, we should all get on our knees like right now and do that because yeah. that's really important. And I think some of the reason why in the heart behind that to share that is that I know there's other people like that and also to call out that that's not a good thing. Yeah, it's not right? okay. That's not okay. And that 
you can get into this cycle like, oh, I haven't been praying and God probably is frustrated with me now. So I don't want to go before him because I'm embarrassed and this weird, terrible cycle that happens in my own mind, which is not true. And we list so easy to listen to lies that keeps us from communion with God. Mm. And um, I'm thankful that right now is not a time like that in my life. Um, My wife and I have gotten into a rhythm of praying together at night for some things that are going on in our life that we just really need God's input on together. Um, One of the most helpful things for me is reading through Psalms and then also writing out my prayers. I can easily get distracted if I'm just kind of sitting there in silence and I'll start thinking about anything else. But if I'm writing out prayers, they actually have a lot more depth to them and seems to connect me more with the heart of God and almost the word coming into me more than me spitting out my own words. Yeah, that's good. No, I appreciate that. Mo? Um, I would say, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things that I, that I, that I actually, now that I think about it, that I do consistently, like that kind of, I guess, mark my prayer life. But one of them is I, I was challenged in college, um, the week before I graduated by a professor to do certain things. And one of the things he challenged me to do was to always pray, asking the Lord for his wisdom and asking the Lord for his spirit and for the Holy Spirit. And so I, I always, and anybody would hear me pray out loud would know this, I typically end my prayer by saying, Lord, fill me up with your wisdom and fill me up with your spirit. And I don't, those are not just a tagline that I end my prayer with and I just always do. It's I those things, I actually think about those things a lot when I pray, that I, I really need, it's a humbling thing for me. I need the Lord's spirit. I need his wisdom. I need his discernment. And I think another reason why that, maybe has shaped my prayer life is because I don't have a husband. And so I really, I, I, um, I know it sounds weird, but um, I, a lot of the mm-hmm. time when I'm talking to the Lord and I'm asking for his wisdom and discernment, it is in this leading of my family yeah. and I need him to lead my family. Yeah. I don't have um, a person in my family that I can look to as like the spiritual leader, I guess, in my immediate family. No, that's true. Um, and so I, 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 I really rely on him to be the one that cares for my soul and that cares for the direction our family is going. And so I just lean into it and trust that a lot. Um, so I pray for his wisdom and his spirit. That's good. Nope. good. Drew. Um, I have in, in the last year started to, to learn a little bit from trying to regularly read through a psalm in the morning and then go back and pray through that psalm um, in the morning as a way of kind of teaching Morgan talked about, not just kind of getting into the rut of kind of praying from me and praying from my, myself. Um, just uh, as actually my buddy, Michael DeFazio, who, who said to me, you know, that that's something he challenges his guys to do that he and the guys he's discipling, they go through the Psalms and pray through a Psalm each day. And that it teaches you the, the language that the Bible uses when praying. And it teaches you the themes that, the Bible teaches us to pray about and and gets me outside of praying for my normal kind of regular things. And so um, I, I, I do there times, times that I'm doing it better than I am in other times. You know what sure, I mean? I have times sure. of up and down, but but I, I've tried to to work through that, read through it in the morning and then go back through and just pray through that, um, whether it's word for word or praying through the themes of that psalm or whatever. And, and I've found that to be kind of helping me a little bit. 
we in the last few years have gone gospel crazy, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful, and I I owe an eternal debt to the teaching and preaching of guys like Tim Keller and Matt uh, Matt Chandler and many others, right? Um, for the emphasis of gospel, and so now we say it all the time. It's awesome. Um, I'm personally feeling a growing commitment to talk more about prayer. You know, this is our second podcast. I've already thought of like three more conversations we need to have. Discipleship through prayer. Last week, Jonathan talked us to us about discipleship through letter writing, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but discipleship through prayer in the family. Discipleship through prayer. So there's a couple of things I think we need to talk about. So um, I'm kind of, I'm going to go back to the office and kind of write these things down. Expect us to talk more about this. Um, this isn't a side issue. I think we can look at that Acts 242, Morgan and Justin both referenced it. And we can say like these things, gathering together for the, to understand the apostles' teaching, um, to, to gather and together and to remember the death body and re- resurrection and ascension of Christ, to gather together and to pray, like these essential items are, are huge. And um, we can't talk about them or learn about them enough. And so I pray this has been helpful for you. I pray that when you come and we stand and we go before the, the throne this weekend, that you will, um, you'll covet that time, um, that you'll appreciate that time, that you'll learn from that time. But most importantly, that you will recognize that the one to whom we are speaking is good and, and, and loving and a, a better father than, um, than any of us have. Uh, because he is the father that all of us have, kind of a scenario, and so I'm actually—it's weird. I'm, 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 I'm loving, loving, loving um, this emphasis, and uh, I think we need to keep addressing it. So, Steve, you're in charge of our schedule for WA podcast conversation. So, uh, let's make sure we keep doing this, guys. I love you, and uh, I look forward to the next time we get a chance to talk.